Welcome to Half My Age, a weekly show in which a 25-year-old adult and a 50-year-old child help each other make sense of the world. The first thing you should know about my friend Andrew is that he appreciates the right tool for the job. The right knife, metal fastener, film, frying pan, or baby carrier. He believes in a solid, purpose-built solution for any task. The next thing you should know about Andrew is that he is resourceful. Lacking the proper tool or material for a particular job, he can improvise. For example, the last time we recorded, I noticed on Andrew's video from his rather sterile home office, a five-foot-long stuffed lion perched majestically behind him. This lion was the very first thing we had delivered to the Bridges' home when we learned there was a baby on the way. So far, Andrew and Delaney's sweet daughter likes playing with the lion, who will be bigger than she is for several years. It's also a great sound-dampening tool to mitigate the bounciness of the room while we record. Well done, Andrew. Well roared, lion. <laughs> That's funny, and it... it... Uh, it makes me realize I've I've forgotten my sound dampening lion today. Yeah, well, it's going to be a little <laughs> bouncy then. <laughs> That's funny. Is the sound dampening lion being played with by a little one-year-old daughter of yours? Uh, it could be. It's Maybe. In, it's in the room where she is playing right now. That's the tool for which that lion is built. Playing. Mm-hmm. That is correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I'm kind of, I would go over there and steal it if I knew that it was safe to do so. But you never know no. what, you know, if you take something away, what kind of reaction that might cause. No, so I I'm gonna, know. I'm going to leave it. I'm not going to poke the bear. By and she's the into lion. that right now, isn't she? It's cute. We brought her that stuffed animal when we were all sick. Mm-hmm. So we just had a socially distant meeting at your front door. We brought her that little stuffed animal that's about the right size. And she just took it like this is mine now. She's loving her Snoopy. Uh-huh. And her Snoopy... Uh, it's got enough like, um, stuffing in it that it's kind of firm. And when I, when I like push it into her side, uh-huh. uh, right in her tickle spot, uh, it drives her crazy. Oh, funny. <laughs> it's so funny. I, I'm all, oh, I'm, uh, how fun. I'm making her giggle with that Snoopy all oh, the time. Oh, it's so cute. I was deep cleaning the living room today and I have the old lady, you know, digital picture frame that you and your wife are so good about sending pictures to. So literally half the pictures on there of Sadie, and it's delightful. She's a delight. Oh, my God. No. She's so cute. What can I say? What can you say? It's not your fault. Do she's you want to just... know the first thing you should know about my yeah, friend? Yeah, go for it. The first thing you should know about my friend Auntie Joe is that she loves a project. That project could be nearly anything from planning a baby shower to writing a book to building an addition on the side of her home. In 10 years of friendship, I think she's always been working on one thing or another. The next thing you should know is that I think she's always working on something because she has to. I don't think she's capable of sitting idle. If she didn't have something to work on, she might actually combust. Of course, she'll argue and say that she can sit back and relax, but I don't think it's true. Even when she's relaxing, I think she's scheming about new and different projects. That's just who she is. Did that have a next thing? Oh, yeah, I can't help it. Yeah, true story. Uh, the next um, thing you should know mm-hmm. is she's always working on something because I think she has yeah, to. I have to. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, that's true. And oh god, project. I, um... It's it's kind of funny. I wrote that uh-huh. uh, because we know that we know that I prepare uh, on November twenty seventh. Yeah, which is more than a month ago. That's a month and a day ago. And you know, life gets in the way. We had all kinds of 
parties and things Mostly to we do got in December. Sick. You got, I got and sick. We got you so got sick. sick. We got so sick. We missed our podcasting schedule mostly because of sickness and then yeah, holiday joy. Yeah, but it's it's kind of funny looking back on these. Uh, my rant and my rave in particular. Uh, it, it's Ooh. funny to see what a different place I'm. You know, I, I'm in a month later. Yeah, it's it's kind of fun. Yeah, that's funny because my. Rant and rave, it, it, that is interesting. Both both are interesting. Yes, they have changed because, you know, I keep a running list. So, yeah, the, the other funny thing is that since you wrote that, I just think about the projects I've done. I don't know. I mean, that's my rave is kind of about this. But, I mean, that's true. I've never been able to relax until the last two years. I do think that I do relaxing now. More of that later. I do relaxing. I think I do I relaxing. I do relaxing. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes I'm doing <laughs> relaxing. But it does... I mean, the joke I've made about it is that, um, well, there's a longer joke, doesn't matter, but that um, that I'm fat now, that I put on weight since I met my shiny new husband because um, turns out that for like 10 years, my cardio was anxiety. <laughs> and so I just didn't, you know, I was going and spinning all the time. And I think we talked about it even before in the our before time podcast or one of our last one before we stopped podcasting for a while, which was, I said, I think that like me, I mean, everybody says that to me, right? Do you ever sit still? Is there anything you don't do? Blah, blah. And I think, um, it's, I used to say it's like, that's just who I am. And I think now it's like maybe 60% just who I am. And 40% was abject anxiety for decades. Cause I think I move slower at a slower pace than I used to. There's definitely some truth to the idea that you can worry away weight. However, yeah. there's also the fact that your shiny new husband uh, has been relentlessly focused on perfecting things like French fries at home. Oh, yeah. No, it's and... because we eat and he loves to eat and likes and makes it a deal to sit down and eat a meal. And as we all know, I used to carry meat around in a bag to do comedy because I would forget to eat. And I still forget to eat when he's traveling, but he fills the refrigerator with food that I can easily eat. Uh, yeah, I mean, it. right. It's a thousand percent because I eat three full meals a day now. We go out all the time and we're just in that third chapter of our life with like, why not have the extra serving? You know what? I want French fries and whatever. Do it. And, and we've got to stop. I mean, we've got to get back on the, geez, Louise. We're trying to go back to the gym and, you know, I'm thinking about, mm-hmm. Just doing Last something. Last time we checked in, I think you were going back to the gym, mm-hmm. and one of the things you were doing to keep you in the gym working out was uh, working your way through Game of Thrones. That's Have you right. kept up with that? Mm-hmm. Did you finish it? Mm-mm. Still on it. All right, we're just getting to it. So we're going to go out of order today, okay? We're going to go rogue. It's crazy. Last podcast of 2022. I'm going to do my rave for you right now, okay? I want to tell you what, Ooh, something yes, I please. really like, and because we're just getting to it. We're covering it all. Um, I, I prefer raves anyway. I know me too, but my rant is a real one. Um, the rave, something I want to tell you that I love is relaxing. That's on my list. And it does include sitting around and watching a television program, binge watching a television program, just taking it easy. Uh, two days ago, okay, day after, doesn't matter. We celebrated Christmas kind of out of order um, doesn't matter. But anyway, Joe flies for an airline that is very 
in a lot of difficulty right now, shall we say. So we ended up having, <laughs> oh my God, oh, everybody, it's so pray for us. Um, anyway, he ended up having a day off that was unexpected after a really crappy day at work where he actually got sent home after sitting at the airport for 10 hours, but it was late. And so anyway, we had this sort of bonus day and we literally didn't do anything. We lay on the couch and binge watched Game of Thrones, which, yes, was supposed to be our excuse for going to get on the treadmill. We did it the next day on the treadmill. We watched the next episode. But we just binge watched and ordered food to be delivered. I don't know. I think we made something for our first first meal, ordered delicious food to be delivered, got in and out of our hot tub. Uh, At one point at like, I don't know, nine o'clock at night, Joe said, we should do something productive. So he did a couple of loads of laundry. And I was the instigator going, (laughs) you know, we're good. The laundry will be there tomorrow. Let's just keep snuggling. Oh my God. And I got to tell you, I think I was rather refreshed the next day. I bet. That's good for you. You need that. That's I uh, guess. That's that's uh normal life. It's normal life, I suppose. It's also I mean, I get it. We see it as part of the culture, you know, oh, self-care and all of that. But it is part of my, you know, sort of Protestant work I, ethic I think you, Midwest you take growing up. At at sitting idle. Yeah. Or, or maybe historically, maybe yeah. maybe you're coming around to a different way of thinking. Uh, but maybe it's offensive. Maybe it's guilt. I, I think yeah. I have some guilt. No, that's what I was idle. saying. Yeah. There's a little bit of guilt built in from, for sure, my childhood and just, yeah, idle hands and idle and, and are you lazy and, uh, uh-huh. and I mean, and then again, there is the joy. I do like projects. I, I was just thinking as you read your cold opening, which as we discussed was over a month ago, the projects that I've done since then that like, I wouldn't have thought we're going to come up, but they came up. Oh, hey, we'll make dessert. We'll bring dessert for the family Christmas gathering. And I get it in my head. I'm going to make a perfect bouche de Noel Christmas log French style, which involved, I mean, and then I just go ham on it. I got, I went, I'm going to go as big as I can. I guess I'm going to do the marzipan um, mushrooms and pine cones. And oh, look, some of the traditional (laughs) ones have little marzipan hedgehogs. Cute, cute. So I'm going to do that. I mean, that was like a many day, many step process. And it was lovely and delicious. Not my cup of tea, so much chocolatey goodness. But yeah, why would I do that? I mean, I didn't and I didn't know I was going to do that a week before I did it. And it became a big, huge part of my life. So, yeah, projects are weird, but it does delight me. That's my other thought. The other thing I'm doing right now is painting in the garage, but then it was so cold I didn't dare go in there. But it'll be my over-the-winter project. Uh, I'm painting a giant tiki, partly because we got this sort of wooden thing that would be perfect right here, and it was part of the shipment when we built the pergola. Which So it's it's like the aftermath of a different project. And I saw this big piece of wood and I went, oh, that'd be perfect to paint right there. And I've installed some thatch around the sort of bar in our backyard to give it a little tiki vibe, tiki bar vibe in the corner. <laughs> so, you know, again, it, now I'm painting an eight foot tall tiki. Oh, that's great. That's great. That's great. And I love that you're using scraps from a previous project. I, when I'm spending endless hours watching YouTube of these, uh, you know, people who woodworkers and metal workers and that sort of thing and they're just building shit out of the scrap that they have yeah i'm like well how do you accumulate scrap yeah Uh, but here you are you just managed to find an eight foot piece of wood Mm -hmm. uh you know from from a project you're not a woodworker you're not a 
Uh, you do some painting, but I don't think I'd describe you as a painter. Uh, that's inspiring. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's also, we, you and I talked about back when this house was new to me and your house is brand new to you. And it's like weird to not have scrap and to not have, I mean, just like, honestly, I don't any longer have a box full of birthday balloons and crepe paper and bullshit because I threw that stuff away when I moved because you don't need it. But then if somebody is suddenly at our house, which happened and they're having a birthday, oh, golly, I used to have a whole thing. Um, and we don't have, but now Joe's been, I mean, we've been doing so many damn projects. So that also made me kind of <laughs> gasp when you started because we've been doing so many projects around this house. Oh, that now we do have scrap wood and scrap, oh God, dirt. Yeah. So anyway, there's scrap a project. Dirt. Well, here's another project that I told you about briefly. Literally the day after you and I and Delaney and Uncle Joe talked about, and Sadie, she was there, but she didn't talk. She's quiet. Um, she's working on it. She's getting awful oh, close. I know she is. She's got it's, so many things she to says say to you. So many words. She talks all the time. It's funny, isn't it? And I know. And she's even getting like the syllables right. Doesn't it feel like mm-hmm. of words? Like she'll yeah, say. She, Kitty. she knows the pattern and yeah. tone. Yes. Uh, but yeah. she just doesn't have the words yet. So fun. Anyway, I had just literally told you that. Okay, I think we've kind of room for a Christmas tree this year, and. You know, my new life. Hey, maybe I want a live Christmas tree. I've never had one as an adult. And then I just go, oh, God, the the mess of it. And I can't. After the landscaping that we did this year, just getting rid of landscaping materials when you live in a very urban area becomes more of a thing than you can imagine. Now, I know Christmas trees like Denver will probably have some. Anyway, I, like, I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with it. That just sounds like a nightmare. And we're taking a little vacation in early January, so I don't want to deal with it. Um, so then I said, and we could get a fake tree, but oh my God, then we would just have to put it in storage. So this is our whole life. Then the very next day, after I said that, I'm walking through Goodwill looking for something else. Something, oh, something for Festivus. Anyway, and I see this perfectly sized six foot Christmas tree for $14. And then I find all of the ornaments that I want for it at Goodwill for 10 more dollars. But then again, suddenly now I have a project because this is all perfect for $24, but I'm going to have to enhance it with another trip to Hobby Lobby to make it right and then hang the stocking. So then I, I just, I literally gave myself another project like decorate for Christmas and now we have a Christmas tree and it was lovely. It was a lovely thing to have and I surprised Joe with it when he came home from flying and I particularly love that I got it at Goodwill for $24 total. But it was a project. Yeah. I don't know why I do it. Yeah, I'm, that, that is a stellar find. And I'm still uh, I'm still bitter about the amount of money I spent on my fake Christmas tree. Yeah, we had talked and about did, that, how expensive they are. Yeah. And I know exactly how many years we need to keep it yep. in order to make it worth it. Right. Uh, but any, anyways, like going to Goodwill, may, having a Christmas tree, uh, decorating it, like that is that is such a perfect thing for you. Because, you know, you don't have to raise a Sadie and idle hands are the devil's playground. And like that is just a delightful seasonal thing. Yeah. And, and the stakes are low. It, it seems like a great way to, to spend some time. Yeah, kind of. I get as we talked about Thanksgiving Scrooge, our last episode, which, by the way, corrections corner right here. That is such a tired old argument. Like every story around the holidays is about. Exactly what I was bitching about, just like the details and who do you invite. Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, he gets into the, oh, my friends are coming over, but I have to go to my grandmother's. Oh, hey, grandma says I can bring all my friends. Like, it's so tired that I'm sorry I even 
wasted the space on the planet with another tired argument the, about like the oh the holidays are hard is because it's a real thing yeah right? it's 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 something familiar that we all uh, know I and know, have experienced but it doesn't need to be said again anyway so mm. i still have a little bit of that about like how much joy does the christmas tree and the christmas decorations bring me versus the effort so far fine but i'm all, i'm not it's not my it's not my jam i think i don't know also i like I mean, I like more permanent things. I like clay. I like paintings. I like writing comedy sets. I don't know, but Andrew, I don't know. It's true. I am always working on a project, and I think I am now, as my rave tells you, trying to find the balance between that being a healthy thing that I do. And yes, it, you're right. At this time in my life, I can use it to, like right now, I'm deep cleaning the living room partially because we're having my mother over for her 80th birthday this on Friday. And I don't need to do that. Fun. We could ease. Yeah. Congratulations. We could, yeah. Right. Happy birthday, Marsha Lane. But I could go to a restaurant. I could do, but I'm making it a project for myself. I don't, I don't know why proving that we can have eight or 10 people in here and have a comfortable lunch, you know, and I'm then, of course, as you know, I'm, I'm managing it like party flow. Here's my plan this time. You were here the last time when I was so frustrated. People won't move. Um, the party flow frustrates me. You cannot get a beverage at this little gathering unless you walk into another room. That's what I'm doing. I'm putting it in the yeah, escape room. Yeah, that's important. Room. Put the coolers. Put the cooler outside. Yep. That's the that's the traditional way of moving people yep. away from the kitchen. Exactly. We're getting them anyway. So that's but that's a project. And again, I don't have to do it. I think my mom would be happy if we all just went to her house for lunch. But somehow I'm making it a project for myself. I don't know. Well, like I say, it's. <laughs> I think it can bring people joy, and it certainly keeps me busy. I I don't I don't know. I yeah. Hmm. Anyway. Okay, do you want to rant or rave? I was going to ask you, I was, was going to say, do you want to hear a rant from me or a rave from me? Mm. Why don't you do your rant first, then I'll do my rant, then we can fin finish out with your rave and something positive. I can do that. So mm. my, my rant, once again, I wrote this uh, a month and a day ago. Uh, and when at the time, I really had trouble finding a rant because it had been such a good week, and I spent the mm. whole day trying to come up with something to complain about. Mm. And I couldn't come up with anything, but Aww. fortunately, Delaney to the rescue, she reminded me how much I dislike all of the junk and stuff that comes with having a child. Um, There's so much junk yeah. and stuff. And as a mother, you know about this. You know about the diaper bag, the diapers, the wipes, the stroller, the tier one toys, the tier two toys, the backup outfit, the backup backup outfit, the teethers, the bows. And it's this, this stuff that we need if we just want to leave the house. You have to have it. There's a whole other category of things that don't leave the house, like the bouncer, the jumper, the pack and play, the stuffed animals, the giant life-size lion. There's just so much junk. And personally, the volume of junk is what makes me the most angry. But the cherry on top of all of this junk is that it has a very short, finite life. Mm -hmm. Certain toys, outfits, car seats, they're only good for like a month, two months, three months. They go away. They You have to have them. They're so expensive. And then they outgrow them so quickly. And so that was my rant a month ago. And since then, we've had a birthday. Mm. We've had Christmas. We've had so many more opportunities to collect more junk. And it's just, it's multiplied. Yeah. It's bananas, isn't it? It really is so bananas. Thank goodness we've got an unfinished basement to throw all this junk in. I mean, that's in. right. And I've always had small spaces. So I just became the kind of mom who's like, we will not have stuffed animal collections. We will regularly, you know, purge and keep things organized. Okay. I have two things. First of all, on some levels, it gets worse. Like I do recall <laughs> that at one point I counted and to get my children ready for baseball practice or a game, 
took 22 separate items for each child. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm talking sure, I'm sure. two it, it socks, gets... two nut cups, two, you know, four shoes, all of that. Um, and I mean, at a certain point, they become responsible for gathering their own crap. And you have to, and you will, you guys are both going to be into that and you see the reasons now. You, you will be invested in giving her the autonomy and the responsibility to, if you're going to dance class, you will collect, you will make sure that you're sure that your bow is tied and your tights are on and your tap shoes are tappy. Um, <laughs> tap shoes tappy. <laughs> tap shoes tappy. So that's great. But you, uh, and yet there is a point at which it's never really fully their job. You know, the parents do have right. to kind you of. Can't, you can't mm-hmm. actually blame your child for, for them not having their stuff because uh, they are still a child. I mean, right. <laughs> right. There's a fine line. So anyway, on one hand, it gets worse. There's so much more crap. And on the other hand, it gets better. I remember like once they're sort of potty trained, not even. I remember walking into something once when Augie was probably two and all I was carrying was a couple of diapers. Because I trusted at that point, like we were going someplace. I think I was actually subbing for a kindergarten class last hour or something like that. And it was like, everything's going to be there that we need. There's not going to be an emergency. You know, I mean, I, I remember mom commenting like, wow, you're pretty cool because everybody else. I, I, I was also that mom like, I just didn't really allow them to like have so many. Like some kids carry around five different precious toys that they can't lose and we have to keep track of. And oh my God, where did that little Polly Pocket go? Um, I mean, my mm-hmm. kids had blankies and um, pacifiers and stuff, but I just was kind of like, no, we leave that shit in the car. We're not We're. I, I just was, um, I don't know. I, I was the opposite of that at a certain point. I was not the, as soon as I could, I got rid of the overwhelming diaper bag and traveled pretty light. Yeah. So it does no, get mean, better. <laughs> you, you do have to um, put in some, some boundaries like that because, uh, you know, things get lost and things are impractical to take everywhere. And you just, you know, sometimes they need to be washed and they need to take a day off so they can dry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I know <laughs> that's such a funny thing. But yeah, and also just, I, I don't know, like I was pretty determined. No, on the other hand, I had kids who were really easy. They didn't have allergies. They didn't have, you know, I didn't need to carry around medicines for them or whatever. That's a totally different carrying kit, you know. Um, but I... I really was pretty devoted to like, you know what? They're going to eat normal food and they're going to survive everywhere. We'd, I mean, that, now that's like I said, that it gets worse in terms of all the crap and it gets better like, I don't know, a year from now or something where I could take them to church and I certainly would take a little bag of Cheerios or goldfish crack. You know, that was a certain amount of shutting them up. But I was pretty determined not to take toys and snacks everywhere we went. I don't know. I mean, it's, I don't know. I, I kind of was committed to this minimalist thing and part of it was, yeah, if my kids get bored, they get bored. And uh, if they have to eat something they don't love because we're at a whatever, I just I don't know. Probably I was horrible, but I don't think so. <laughs> I just I mean, I just saw, you know, the one who lives in this country was home for Christmas and he's turned out pretty great. And so is the one who lives in Europe. So I guess it worked out OK, despite my wicked tendencies when they were babies and my refusal to let them carry about around a bunch of crap. Despite having been raised by a Thanksgiving Scrooge. Yeah, they managed right. To be that's okay. right. That's right. Yeah, so, uh, yep, there you go. Good luck to you. At least you have enough room in your home. <laughs> For now. I know. No, I know. Truly, I always lived in small it just homes. just grows and grows. Yeah, I always lived in small spaces, so that just is a whole, including now, it's a whole different ball game. I mean, it's just why, oh, God, our space. 
Yeah, we're making our space really beautiful here, but we do go. We still only have the one bathroom. I. Yeah. We've added all this wonderful living space, but we still haven't added a second bathroom. Okay. Should I do my do rant? You tell, yeah, to give me your rape. Rant. I already did my rave. Rant. I love relaxing. Excuse me, give me your rant. I, for some reason, those two words in my head are totally synonymous. They mean the exact same thing. I really I know. have to focus and think yeah. about which one is which. That's interesting, isn't it? Well, and because you say them ranting and raving, we can talk about the, dis- the specific, um, you know, connotations and denotations if you like. But well, I, I understand like them from like, a, you do. from like a conceptual, intellectual yourself, yeah. point. Mm-hmm. But my, my brain does not... Mm-hmm. When it's doing its fast thinking, mm-hmm. uh, it, it just sees R and then three letters, and they might as well be the same. Yeah, I know. I get you. I feel I have some words like that. Okay. So I shall now rant about, and I had it on my list as a tiny rant I wanted to do a month ago, and I was just going to do it for like 15 seconds and then got on, get on to something more important, like crime and violence in broad daylight in my neighborhood, because that's happened a lot in the past month. But no, 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 it's all caps on the top of my list because about a month ago, iPhone update and an automatic update on my iPhone. Why? Why did it go in and change settings, deep settings, deep settings on apps that I use, such as notes, you know, notes where you just keep track of things like grocery lists or your um, uh, TSA pre-check number or, you know, things that I keep and I have them in a certain order, how I like them. And I go in and I'm also trying to do something quickly because pull something up on my notes and it it's unknowable to me. And Joe had the same experience. Like, what the, what the hell is this? Well, it's gone in and reorganized how it or how it displays, how it organizes, how it keeps the notes. I get it that I then have to go deep into the settings and there's some preference thing. Why did that get toggled? I've never had it in that order. Like, I think now it was displaying my notes in um, chronological order by month. So if I open my notes, it was saying... December 2022. What? Not, no. I, oh my God. And in other things and including something has happened. I'm not kidding to the way that my video is both, I don't know, imported and exported from my phone. The, yesterday, Delaney sent me a video of uh, Miss Sadie and I had to download it and it comes across in like real crappy quality. And same with my, something that I do every night of my life. I video a set, I bring it home and if I like it, I throw it in, onto my computer and I mess with it. I edit it, and I can't do it right now. It, my phone, my video from my phone, I cannot get onto my laptop at the. Cr- I know I will fix this, but it has destroyed my joy in any of it, and made me not want to <laughs> even open my computer because it comes with this now burden of like I'm gonna have to sit there for hours and figure out this thing. I talked to your younger brother about it. Like, why are my videos? He goes, you could probably bring them in to Google Drive. And my, I heard myself saying, yeah, but I shouldn't have to. Anyway, this new update. I'm not. I thought. It fixed one particular thing in my on my phone that was maddening, but I'm not even sure that's true. And what it did, and 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 it just keeps. It's just a new fresh hell every day. Every time I open up some different app, how our do not disturb was set was different. Why? It's so frustrating, <laughs> and I'm so old, and I don't. I just want that thing to be a tool that works for me, and that really felt invasive and annoying. And you know, fuck you, Apple. That's that's my rant. I used to have the answers for those kinds of questions, mm-hmm. and I used to uh, mainline iPhone Pro uh, power user tips and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I am so far removed from that. And I, 
I am ashamed to admit that I myself barely know how to use my phone. I know. Uh, And I I don't have anything for you. I know. I know. That's how much (laughs) the world has changed. Did you have any issues with your update about a month ago? No, but I don't I don't use my phone for anything. Uh, I I take some pictures with it. I uh, answer the occasional phone call. But even then, I actually one one recommendation that I like to bring to our listeners. I'm using Google Fi as my phone service. Uh, it's phone service provided by Google, and it is just delightfully unreliable, what? where a lot of my calls just go straight to voicemail, and I couldn't be happier. <laughs> okay, that's interesting, and I have that on my rant list for later, is my phone as a work device. The truth is, I also am starting to resent that very natural thing that's happening in my life, is that despite my wishes, my phone is becoming more and more where I have to do my work. So many different things that I'm running into and it's social media and it's content creation and all of that is simply better on the dang phone. And I'm always like, well, no, I'm going to work. I'm going to sit at my laptop and do my work. And it is often the easiest thing. And, and in fact, the thing that I'm experiencing right now that I, my, I can't get these videos onto my computer, I, I probably don't have to. There's probably an absolutely better way that I should be editing them right there on my phone. I just don't like it. I, I have that old residual feeling of like it's rude to be looking at your phone (laughs) you know if you're in I don't know and and then knowing that I'm always plugged in and always anything can come through at any time I don't like it I don't like it and at this point for what I want to do and continue to do with whatever it may be comedy wise it is a necessary evil I think I mean I can rant about it all I want but it's reality and I need to adapt. But, oh, I just don't like that's fine. If I could just like gradually adapt and find nice new apps and call my former students, which I have done and go, could you please help me explain to me TikTok and all of that? It used to be you, but now you're an old man. Um, I just I that's one thing. But then like punking me. And going deep into these settings of things that like I didn't even know I ever made a choice about this and changing it. Oh, my God. That just feels invasive and <laughs> and weird, really. It is invasive and weird. And it's it's funny to be on the other side of it, where previously I uh, understood what what Apple was trying to do, or it made some amount of sense to me. And now, you know, I'm like, I only want to do three things on the goddamn phone. Don't don't break those three things for me. Yeah. Please don't break don't them. Don't break them. <laughs> don't break them. Then it's broken. All right. See, that's just negative. And nobody, nobody likes it. We talk about our technology. But that to me is not about technology. That is more about uh, life, really. There's there's some existential stuff in there. No kidding. Your phone isn't the only thing that changes overnight without you understanding why. Yeah, no kidding. You should look at my face right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, well, why don't you uh, take us out on a high note with a nice rave for the end of, uh, yeah, something you like at the end of the year. Yeah, I think I already used this as a rave once, but I am so much further into it. I, it's uh, film photography. I've been shooting film. I've been developing film. I've been scanning film. I'm having a blast. It's, it's, a, it's amazing. I love it. And the, the process of it and the constraints of it, I like that it makes me think a little bit more about how to make the photo good when I take the photo, because now I've only got 36 or, you know, 12 or 72, depending on which camera I'm using. And now I have a collection of film cameras I didn't have uh, a month ago. Um, and you have than... developing capabilities at home. Yeah, I, I do this all in my uh, in my kitchen sink. It's a, it's it's a freaking miracle. PFM. Wow. Pure, pure effing that magic. That is so cool. It's so interesting. And so you're doing 
like in a bath, printing, developing photographs from old fashioned style film. Yeah, yeah. So I'm developing the film. The the one thing I'm not doing uh, is making prints the old fashioned way, right? So so I develop the film, and that gives me the negative, uh, which I scan. I've got a little light box, and I use my phone. Um, and then at that point, I bring it into photo editing software, and it becomes like any other digital picture. I see. Okay, interesting. Uh, and that that right now for me is making me happy. I don't really have any desire to make old fashioned prints with an enlarger and, and that sort of thing. Uh, but yeah, so I, I mean, it's, it's a lot of fun for me. It's, it's different than pointing your phone at something and taking a dozen pictures, uh, all of which would look mostly the same. And then at some point you've got to look back through, but let's be honest, we're not really looking through them, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's not like we're making anything that, that, uh, lasts. It's just, uh, you know, content that, that flows, uh, you, you see it once and then it's gone. Yeah. Uh, and you mentioned to me that a nice gift for me now that you are a professional is to take some old fashioned, low definition photographs of my face <laughs> that I do not like seeing in high definition. I've been struggling with that. Cause then you sent me a picture, which I'm sure you thought was innocuous and sort of cute. And I went, Oh God, no, I can't look like that. Is that real? My best comedy friend, you know, the new Andrew, we called him. Um, he is also into analog <laughs> photography or maybe his camera. Anyway, he's got a good, nice camera. That's not his phone. And he's making a lot of money taking pictures at comedy shows and, and video and his videos are especially wonderful. Um, and so he took pictures of me the other couple of weeks ago. I hosted new talent night at comedy works downtown and he took pictures of me and I was like, okay, no, I can't. And I just got depressed. And he's like, what do you mean? Your smile, you look wonderful. You look like you're having fun. And there is this thing where I go, you guys are looking at, you guys are used to looking at my face like this. I get it. But it's still somehow a shot. And I'm sorry that I'm that woman right now. I'm sorry. I didn't want to be a 50 year old, 50 something who said any of these things. I suspect I'll get past it. But like, I'm at a point right now where I'm like, ah, I don't want to look about I don't want to look at pictures of my face, especially when I like looking at pictures of like Sadie's face and it's perfect. And you know, <laughs> it's perfect. Young people. It's, I, it's funny that you say that. Uh, I remember when we started doing this podcast and I decided that I was going to edit it and that, that didn't last very long. I don't remember if we did, if we published any episodes before we hired Jonah to take over, but I had such a hard time listening to my own voice. I don't find it pleasant. I don't find it uh, comforting to listen to. I, I, I feel the same way about my voice that you feel about your face. Uh, but that's not a photography problem. It's not a microphone problem. It's a, it's a you problem and a me problem, yeah. right? And most people hate the sound of their voice and they're not used to it. I don't love the sound of my voice either, but I use it and I know what it sounds like and I know how to control it and I make money with yeah, it and full so of money or something yeah my voice is full of money mm-hmm. oh by the way <laughs> um extra credit points to anyone who can find the illusion in my cold open the the very last line of my cold open about you and your lion was a deep pull I'm curious to know can if you, anyone recognizes it? it well done Andrew well roared lion hmm it's not that deep. I don't know if I, I, know I, don't don't know if I know. get that one. Every, anybody else will know, just not you, because, you know. <laughs> anyway, um, no, so it's, yeah, and the other thing is that with my voice, I mean, it does happen, like, oh, I can hear my voice is getting older. It's not just the looking at my face. I've never loved it, but I made peace with it. Like, okay, just act like you want to be there, and you're going to get better pictures of yourself, and that's what I have to continue to do. It's just looking, going, holy shit, 
the years on my face. You can't deny it. And I don't. Jeff was saying that to me. He's like, all I can see, nobody sees what you see. I'm like, oh, my God, the wrinkles and the 85 chins that I have. And he goes, all I see is your smile and how you make people feel when you meet them. And I'm like, I believe you. I believe you. I know that's true. And I know it's true of other people that I love. And I can't see or I can see their aging faces, but I don't think, ew. And I sometimes look at mine and go, oh, God, how did you let that happen? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Like I said, I don't I'm surprised I feel that way. I didn't think I was going to feel that way at this age, but it's also been cold and dark and wintry and I think that's a cold and dark and wintry kind of place that I go to, you know. And that Oh, you've got you got a little uh sad seasonal uh, maybe affective I, disorder. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Hmm. I just I mean, I don't have a tan and it's hard to get out and be seasonal face disorder. Maybe. And just I never you know, I do gain weight in the winter. And like, again, this summer, even when we weren't going to the gym, we were shoveling rock and working with our bodies all the time, you know. And in the summertime, I think I feel more like that, like in my body. And right now I feel a little bit like I've had maybe, you know, a little too much eggnog and a little too much sitting around watching Game of Thrones. But hey, in two weeks, I'm going to be on a beach. Inshallah. You're going to be on a on a beach. Your your only project will be uh, finding a turtle, yeah, or or something like that. Also, it, it, uh, you want to know what else? An opsack. We're not gonna say where we're going, but also I suspect I'm gonna find a monkey. Hmm. A monkey. A monkey. Unmono. Monkey. Oh, is that too much? Too much of a giveaway? What'd you say? Unmono. Uh huh. And I think I'm gonna find yeah turtles and monkeys and yeah monkeys though. <laughs> So I found a restaurant. This will give it away. Andrew, I found ugh, too long podcast. I found a restaurant that you go up above the jungle and you eat in a nest. Oh, that sounds fun. A human nest. And I know, doesn't it sound fun? And like, that obviously, right up your alley. obviously. Have you planned a nest for Sadie this, uh, this coming uh, summer. spring, yeah. summer? Yeah, for sure. Okay. For sure. Um, yeah. So the branches. nests that I've built in my life, right? I have to go to this restaurant. Okay. I just want you to know that for two of us to have a meal there, I think it would be a minimum. I'm just going to say it of $800. Seriously? Yes. And it was so That's I was talking, absurd. Yeah. I was talking to my son, George, about it. And he's like, right. There's a point at which you go, well, hey, you know, that's our one splurge or hey, live it up or money means nothing. And then there's a point at which you could just go, no, on principle. Obviously, we're going, you can figure out where we're going. And we're going to a place where we chose it because the lodging is so cheap. Like, like, I think, like, we're paying that much for lodging for the, you know, for five nights in one place. Like, how can, how can a meal ever live up to that price tag? I've had super, super fancy meals. Uh, and it's fine. I would also be just as happy to go to Wahoo's and get a margarita and a burrito. It's not the meal, of uh, course. With, it's with the, my buddy. No, you, know? you have to pay a minimum rental fee to rent that nest. It's the view and it's the ambiance mm. and it's the Instagram photo. It's a, a high-dollar ambiance experience. Yeah, no, not worth it. Even to me, <laughs> even though I know that, it, I mean, I just, I just called Joe and said, oh, well, we're not doing that. Even though That's I know on Instagram. Right. I mean, on some level, it's the perfect thing. I'm like, oh, my God, I have to do it. And on some level, I know Joe would say, hey, you know, love of my life. If that is truly the desire of your heart, money is no object. Well, it's not the desire of my heart because it's just offensive and stupid. Eight hundred American <laughs> well, I, dollars. I cannot wait to hear in our in our. Uh, are we going to have another episode before you go? Yeah, we can. I don't know. Whenever whenever you get back, I cannot wait to hear whether you went. We're not going. There's no way we're going. No, we have to reserve it up for, I just know, end of conversation. Not eating, we're not going. I don't even want to look at it. I'll build another nest of my own 
It, I mean, that's just... Here's what it's for. Go make a nest right on the beach with driftwood. Exactly. And here's what it's for. You can also get a nest for 10 people, and it's maybe... You know, it's more than that, but it's and it's outrageous, but maybe it's a couple grand. If it were someone's wedding party, if it was a, you know, I mean, then you go, this is the whole thing. But and for two of us on our romantic, I mean, sure. Great. But no, we don't need. Oh, God. Yeah. No. Funny. I was just I was floored by that. I was floored by that. And it was really like, oh, my God, I don't care how much it costs. I've got to go to these nests and they're at the top of the jungle. And can you imagine all I've ever cared about is nests? And then I went, <laughs> oh, no, I don't No, Not at all. That's just still not me. Nope. That's not a project. Uh, maybe my next project is to be a, build a nest in an actual tree. Mm, it's not. Stop it. I remember, speaking of projects, you need, also... You need the right tree, though. I know. I have a pretty good one in the front yard. Andrew, I remember staring in Pittsfield, Massachusetts, the summer I was writing my book, and I remember staring out at this bleak, rainy, crappy summer day and going, wow, there are all these bundles of sticks because they had a very hard winter, so they were just kind of still thawing out. And I said, there's all these bundles of sticks just cut up perfectly, and I just really feel like I want to make a human-sized nest. And you, yourself, on the phone, were the one who said, do it, do <laughs> So you yeah. encouraged me. I, I love to encourage, uh, you know, I... I <laughs> Instigator. When I came out of high school... Uh, I, I took a quote from a friend, Michael Herbert, uh, who is a, a walking um, epitaph or, or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are those things that Ben Franklin wrote? It, it doesn't matter. He, he says, follow your heart, Michael Herbert. He, he tells everyone he meets, follow your heart. And uh, when you said you felt like building a nest, that felt like your heart speaking. That's funny. I didn't know that that was how that was. All, that's awesome. Because when Joe and I were two, not even, yeah, maybe two weeks in. To dating each other, and it was very. We were like, "Whoa, this." Anyway, it doesn't matter the situation, but a stranger at the time leaned into Joe, and we were wearing masks at the time and stuff. And he said, "No, I'm dating Lisa, whatever." Leaned into Joe and said, "You got to follow your heart, especially during these times." And it actually struck us both as like ominous and important. And then I went and did um, sidewalk chuck as I was doing all the time in 2020. And that said, follow your heart downtown. Um, and it, I did it on kind of some steps, like, so it was a side angle. So it ended up staying there for months and months. And I also used kind of dark pigment. It was there for months and months. Follow your heart. And then I felt terrible about this. Somebody went and spray painted over it, like followed my letters and made it say spray paint, follow your heart, which I hate because mine is, even though it was taken a while, you could spray it off, you know. But anyway, that's so funny that that is where that kind of the origin of that, because that is very important to Joe and me, which is the like, just follow your heart. You got to do it, especially during these weird times. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's Absolutely. a lovely way to end this podcast. Let's bring in the I ruckus agree. and the love. <laughs> follow your heart until next time. Yeah. Nice talking to you, Auntie Joe. You too. See you later. See ya. Thank you.